Welcome to the Northeast Christian Podcast. We're so excited that you've decided to check out our weekly messages. We hope that you're challenged and inspired by what you're hearing today. We'd love to have you join us this weekend at one of our campuses or online at northeast.live. For more information on Northeast, visit us at necchurch.org. If you love the Northeast podcast, subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment or a rating in the Apple Podcast Store. Hey, well, welcome again. It is Celebration Sunday. And what that means is as a staff, we have been intentional about planning this Sunday that celebrates all that God has done all that he is doing and all that he will continue to do. And we pray today more than ever that as you hear stories this morning, you are inspired, church, to continue unleashing the love of Jesus every day, everybody, everywhere in your home, city, workplace, and church. Amen. God has begun a movement here, and I know and trust that he will continue it. And so as we look toward Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday next week, I hope you're inviting your friends too. And coming back, invite that friend who just doesn't quite understand church. Invite them next week to join us here for Easter. And so as we look toward that, today we remember that it is Palm Sunday. We remember today is the day Jesus entered Jerusalem. The crowds were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They were waving palm branches. And I believe it, it, Jesus knew that he, he was making his way to the cross. And I want to draw your attention as we begin this celebration today to Matthew 21. It says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. Some translations say they were moved and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And although the crowd's church did not understand the full extent of who Jesus was, guess what? We do, right? We know that he came, he died for us, he was buried, and what happened on the third day? He arose again, and that is what we celebrate next week. And so, yes, you can give a shout out to that. Amen. If you've been around Northeast for a short or a long time, you can give God thanks today that there's resurrection still going on, right? And we're thankful to be a part of that. And one of the ways Love the Ville Outreach shares who Jesus is, is through our partnerships locally and globally. And today I want to share with you about one of our partnerships, World Impact, that is making uh, a true impact for Jesus here and around the world. Their mission is simply to equip, you know, that's one of our vision targets, to become an equipping hub. And that is essentially what they do as well. They equip urban church leaders to minister and serve in their own communities. And many of these leaders uh, are serving in poor neighborhoods, under-resourced neighborhoods. And they are doing that through church planning, planning churches. They are also doing that through church-based seminary for pastors in low-income areas who may not have the resources to be trained and equipped on how to share the gospel, how to meet people's needs, they are able to do that. And they have uh, also started this church-based seminary online. So it's easy, it's accessible, and through your generosity, we are helping equip, not only in a church-based seminary, but in prisons. I love that they are serving in men's prisons and women's prisons across the world. Some very dark places they are raising up leaders who are sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. They are in 28 countries and they have had over 8,000 church workers in low income and poor neighborhoods be equipped. Isn't that amazing? Because of your generosity at our Love the Ville offering, yes, this year we were able to gift them with $150,000. And church, we're going to continue to see this year how that is making a difference. So thank you. In addition to World Impact, we also have a very strategic partner called ReCenter Ministries here in Louisville, Kentucky that serve our homeless community. And right now I want to share a story with you about a family who is serving there consistently. Check it out. 
Allison, we've been married for 20 years. Met here in Louisville. We have two kids, two girls. Noel is our 10-year-old and Eden is our almost six-year-old. I'm listening to my microphone. <laughs> yeah, we certainly feel like we have been blessed with so much, so much more than we deserve. Just having any chance to give that back, I think is, is just what we need to do. And it's really what, what God calls us to do. And what we're asked to do is to just give unto other people that are in need. And I would say that ReCenter is a great place for a family serve. We serve in the Life Change program. So it serves men that are coming out of homelessness and it really puts them into a program that has them going through different uh, coursework together, job placement, and the little piece that we're able to help with is serving the meals. It's not a huge time commitment. It's, it's very easy to pull together some really good food for some folks who really need it. And you know, for people that have a busy schedule that are looking for ways to serve, you know, this is a very easy thing to, to make time to do. Right. Potatoes, potatoes, green beans. Green beans. What are you girls making? Cupcakes. Cupcakes. The girls always like to decorate cupcakes. I think we started taking cupcakes probably six months ago, and that's what they like to take every single time now. This time we made them in the shape of a heart. They, they love to do the cupcakes. I mean, they will talk about that nonstop. Um, they really enjoy it. But Eden, once we get down there, she gets very worried if somebody doesn't take a cupcake. So she will actually start walking around sometimes with cupcakes, trying to, trying to get people to take cupcakes. Mom and Dad did like cutting, mixing, spicing. Um, and me and, me and Eden Noel. did a bunch of measurements. Me and Noel also decorated the cupcakes. Eden, that's enough. <laughs> All right, clean them up. Can't survive without sprinkles. They have a lot of fun with it and a lot of silliness and goofiness, but we can see in other conversations that we have that they're starting to understand the impact of what we're doing. And I think that's part of what's kept us doing it for over a year. Um, because the first few times they probably did just think, oh, this is, this is fun and they didn't really understand the impact, but we see it starting to sink in with them. Going somewhere and serving and cooking together is a good way to have some family time. It's important, I think, for kids to see positive examples set by their parents. We're trying to follow Jesus, to actually put your faith into practice and do it because you know Jesus would, would you know calls you to, um, and have that chance to kind of model that for your kids and then talk to them about it. I think is a really good thing for any family to be able to do. Uh, so here we are at Recenter Ministries, and uh, Noel and I got down here a little early today uh, to start heating up the meat. So we've got meatloaf in the oven back there, getting up the temperature and. Uh, in about 20 minutes, we will start serving food over here at the window. We'll open up the, the front, and uh, hopefully we'll have plenty of people come through and help us eat it all. You know, if, if, if anybody's like me, that they're sitting every Sunday and hearing about all the things we do to love the Ville and wondering how they can get involved if they haven't yet, or wondering if they could or who to talk to, and um, this is like such an easy step to take. And um, I think it's a rewarding step too. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Isn't that great? Man. <laughs> Unleashing the love of Jesus every day, everybody, every cupcake. That's, that's so awesome. Well, folks, I want to thank you for your generosity because it is your generosity that God uses to fuel everything that's happening at his church. And every time you give, you're a part of the change that we're making, not just in people's lives here and at our Clifton campus, but all over our city, all around our world, and we are so thankful for you. And you can always give online. You can give in the boxes that are outside 
and we thank you for that. Now, today I get the honor of sharing some amazing stories about how we are investing in the kingdom of God. When we look at growth here over this next season of our life as a church, it's not just growing the number of people that we, we share with Jesus in this room, but it's outside this room as well, very specifically in some underserved communities, some underserved communities. I'm going to go ahead and invite Prasad out here as Prasad comes out. Yeah, you all can cheer for him. Prasad Agamkar is here to plant an Indian Asian church, and we're partnering with him on that, and we're so excited. So Prasad, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jason. Uh, good morning, church family. My name is Prasada Gamkar. I'm from India. Uh, in fact, my both the parents were Hindu. And mm. through missionary outreach uh, uh, work, they became a follower of Jesus. And then I was born in a Christian family. I come from a land where uh, 75, more than 75% people are not Christian. They are Hindu. And they, you won't believe, they worship 333 million gods and deities. Wow. So you can see the darkness prevailing, the superstition and the satanic forces right in India. And so you've been in the States for about 15 years. About 15 years. And, and your goal is to plant a church that ministers to folks that are from Asia. And tell me why that's so important. Yes, sir. Um, when people uh, come to U.S., especially from India, they are educated. They come here for education. They come for jobs. They work in IT departments, uh, pursue their Ph.D. degrees. That's good. I'm happy. But the, the problem or sad thing is they still remain in their own faith. They still uh, worship their gods. And, uh, and you can see the great need over there to reach these people. My job is to start a ministry, outreach ministry, gospel outreach ministry among this South Asian uh, community right in Louisville. There are more than 12,000 Asian people live in Louisville. That means you may see some Asian family right in your backyard. Absolutely. I bet most of us do. <laughs> yes. And it's awesome how you use a lot of those cultural touchstones, yes. those things that they still hold dear, while when they come to America, they want to be Americanized, they want to learn the language, they want to be integrated in yes. a lot of different ways, and this is the prime opportunity yes. for us to share of the salvation of God that they might not have ever heard of before. You are, you are right. Uh, wonderful opportunity. They are here in America, right in Louisville, right in your backyard and front yard. I, I strongly believe that that's not an accident mm. or chance or by luck. I think God has a plan. And that plan is salvation plan. So I have started a tea cart ministry. Who had Prasad's tea last week during the Blitz? Oh my, it's awesome, isn't it? I'm not a huge fan of chai tea, but this is delicious. So he'll be out there today for our celebration. So make sure you stop by. So sorry, go ahead, Prasad. No problem. <laughs> Indian people love tea. Even if you visit their home, Midnight, they would offer tea. It's a cultural uh, thing to welcome your guest. So I use that method, that strategy to invite this non-Christian Hindu people. They come, they sit, they share their stories. And from their talk and discussion, I get uh, important uh, information uh, about their background. And uh, from there, we build friendship, relationship, uh, because uh, in India, they are very family-oriented, social people, and everything is based on uh, friendship and relationship. I build that and invite for uh, gospel outreach uh, fellowships. And so we are so excited as you build that community, as you start planting that church, you're going to be having a bunch of events that yes. you'll see popping up, and yes. you'll see the tea cart around the campus and around the city. Yes. And so how can we as a church help you? Yes, sir. Uh, 
One person asked Billy Graham, what, what, uh, what is the secret of your uh, fruitful ministry all over the world? And he said three things. First, prayer. Second, prayer. <laughs> Third, prayer. So church, I would request, humbly request, please pray for this very important and unique uh, outreach ministry. And um, if you want to learn how to share the gospel with these people, how to reach this uh, ethnic uh, group, please contact me. You can come to my house for a spicy chicken curry also. He's not joking. <laughs> He'll have you to his house. Like, it's pretty amazing. So. And um, uh, there are some activities. You can get involved in the activities. Come, learn, serve and help. That's right. And I think we have his email right here. Yes. So you can find that also on our staff page. So I'm going to have him get ready because not only is Prasad a church planter who planted three churches in India and pastored one, he's not only an amazing tea maker, uh, he is also a worship leader and has written songs. And so today he's going to perform uh, one of his songs, one of his worship songs for you all. So take it away, brother. Thank you, Jason. This song is about uh, Good Friday, Christ's death on the cross, and about his holy uh, blood. Before that, I, I would like to read one verse. After these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb. They are there, they will be there only because of Christ's atoning death on that cross. <clears throat> सकेंगे आज ही मसीह के द्वार तेरे पाप धूप सकेंगे आज ही मसीह के द्वार सिर्फ एक नजर ले लहू की धारा तेरे सकेंगे आज ही के प्रभु की सलीब है तेरी प्यास बुझा सकेगी तेरे दिल की हर मुसीबत वही तुझ से ले और खुशी के साथ देगी तेरे जीवन का सहारा सिर्फ एक नजर उठा के देख ले लहू की धारा तेरे पास सकेंगे आज ही मसीह के द्वारा आज ही मसीह के द्वारा
You didn't know you were going to be worshiping in Farsi or in Hindi this morning, did you? No? No, that's so awesome. And we are going to be praying for Prasad and his ministry. And we're thanking God ahead of time for what he's going to do in our community. And we also are serving another community that has been dear to our heart. And we've really started investing in them of late. And that is our deaf community, which we're so glad to have with us this morning, always at our 11 o'clock service. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. Um, so you've been at this church serving for about 15 years as a volunteer right. leader. Right. And just uh, six months ago, you joined our staff as a full-time pastor. Isn't that right? What right. do you guys have? So, Todd, how many deaf pastors, pastors who are deaf, how many of them are there in Kentucky? One. You're looking at them. Just a couple weeks ago, we found out we're pretty sure there are only two full-time deaf pastors in the United States of America. That's happening at your church. That's happening here. So, Todd, there are probably a lot more deaf people in Louisville than we think. How many are there, do we believe, are in Jefferson County? Very good. Actually, about 150,000 to 200,000 deaf people. 160 to 200,000 deaf or hard of hearing in, in Louisville. In so, so that means about... 98.2% of the deaf people don't know who she is. 98.2% of people, 99, it's 0.02% yeah, yeah, of yeah. people in that community follow Jesus and know Jesus. Now you know how important this ministry is. Yeah. yeah. So you have a strategy to not just have a healthy deaf group here at Northeast, and, and we're so proud of them right over here, but you have a vision that's a, little, it's a lot bigger than that. Can you share that with the church? Yeah, and right now we know we are love the fair church, right? And we have partnered with the many food churches all over New Louisville. So we have started with the first three months, I think I feel they are close to church, so it's called um, Deaf Activity. And it turned out awesome, it's great. We had Bible study every Thursday, and we have three big events once a month. So, That's right, yeah. so the Deaf Assembly at Fairdale, uh, we just had it last night, our second one. We have pictures from that up here. Um, the, so three Saturdays, three months in a row, we have a big assembly where it's a big gathering where they wor you worship. Uh, he's a good worship leader, by the way. Yeah, and, and there's preaching and there's games and dramas. And, uh, and then every Thursday during those three months, there are Bible studies at that same church. So Fairdale Christian is the first church that partnered with us. We're so thankful for them. And they're hosting that first one. And the goal is to do this all over the city and beyond where we leave behind, hopefully at the end of that three months, a small deaf church that's gonna continue on. And we're gonna plant those all over this city. So. Yeah. How can we help? I know those two things I need help with from the church. The church is one, pray for the deaf ministry. And two is, if any one of you know the deaf in your family, your friend, or your friend, or friend, or the people you know at work, talk to them about this. Invite them or have them contact them. That's right. If you know any deaf, let them know that there is a church here that, know, that loves them and is for them, and we're so excited. Can we pray for Todd right now and his team? I just want to pray for them because I want to tell you, it was beautiful to see uh, not just Todd 
and not just uh, Micah who came in to preach for us this week, but also all of these folks who are in this group were serving uh, last night and, and using their gifts uh, for the kingdom. And so it was beautiful. I want to pray for all of them. Dear God, we thank you. What you are doing through Todd and through his team. And Lord, we can't wait to see uh, so many who've been in darkness, who've been in silence, and God, us loving them with the love of Jesus. And I can't wait to see how many of those folks come to know of your salvation and your hope and your grace through this ministry. We pray for Todd's strength and his health. Protect him, Lord. Protect his family as he goes about this hard work. Thank you, God, for being so good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. As soon as we hired him, he started getting calls from all around the state because people found out there was a pastor that he, they could reach out to. Whew. We can't wait, can't wait. I have the honor now of welcoming up some folks from our spiritual formation team. We're gonna have Carrie and Colin come on up. Let's welcome them. All right, good morning, church. Excited to continue to celebrate with you all uh, on some things we have going on in our ministries. Uh, the first is our men's and women's becoming, or men's huddle and women's becoming. Raise your hand if you've been a part of those ministries. Oh, a good amount of hands, nice. You guys definitely beat the 9 a.m. Um, those have been incredible first steps of community for folks here at Northeast. Um, specifically, the women's becoming, I heard a story uh, where they had a moment where there, was, where there was 100 women standing around the room next to their favorite name of God, a name that had spoken to them maybe throughout their life, a name that maybe was speaking to them right in that moment. But that is just a beautiful picture to me of what our hope is for that ministry, that people would just be encouraged by one another's faith and be able to do life together. The second is our Group Connect. Anyone been a part of Group Connect before? Not as many, that's okay, no worries. Um, group Connect, the best way I can describe it is speed dating for groups. So use your imagination if you've ever been on like a blind date or something, that's kind of what it is for groups. We're just trying to plug people in, put a, a name to a face and a face to a name and just allow people again to get plugged into a community where they can be encouraged, where they can serve and where they can do life together. The last story I have for you guys is about a couple. I'm not sure if they're here this morning. I hope they're watching or something because this is a great story. It's about Joe and Becky, and maybe there's some folks from their small group here, but they started their small group last year in 2022, and about two months into their small group, um, they get a text in their group chat, and a couple that was moving um, had some family members that were supposed to help them, and they had gotten sick, so... They were kind of on their own um, as far as moving, so they sent a Hail Mary text into this chat and just said, hey, if anyone's available this Saturday morning, we really need your help moving. And if you, as, as you can imagine, without hesitation, this group, even two months in, just meeting these people, decide to drop everything they're doing and go and serve and love uh, that community that they're a part of. And again, that is our hope for you guys, and we know that you guys uh, have plenty of other stories that you've probably uh, experienced individually, but just doing life together and being able to share that love of Jesus with one another. The 9 a.m. didn't even clap for me, so I like you guys a lot better. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah, he got claps. That's great. Good morning. Um, today, I get the privilege of celebrating our volunteer ministry teams here at Northeast. It takes 245 people approximately. That number's growing, so make notes. It takes 245 people approximately to execute a successful Sunday morning service. That's a lot of mission-minded people showing up here to make sure that Jesus is known. Um, to the folks that come in from visitors and our church members that are coming, um, we just want to thank you for that. We want to honor you. We respect you. Um, we support you, and we love what you're doing. It's also really important to me that you know that this has nothing to do with checking off a box for us um, with a to-do list. While we may have a lot of those, the main thing for us is that you know this is your mission field. 
that um, Jesus has called you to this and he's equipped you. Um, it's also really important that you know that we are crazy about you and that we want to do everything that we can to support you and equip you to do the thing that God called you to do. Another thing that comes out of serving, you guys have heard us talk about how very important it is that we want you, um, especially now and being more intentional of that, to know your pastor. Um, if you're a part of Northeast Church, we want you to be known by your pastor and we want you to know who your friends are at the church. Serving is a great way to connect to that. Our pastors and our ministry leaders are incredibly intentional in getting to know you and do life with you and support you. And that's where the, the community will continue to build. Um, we love what you're doing. Jesus is crazy about you. He thinks you're fabulous. I think you're pretty cool too. He's why. Jesus is why. You're the how. Thank you. Steve, so tell me, how has living the love the villain lifestyle affected you? You just gonna look right here. Just look at the camera. <laughs> Trying to get my head around. Yeah. Uh, just the basic. It just brings me joy and peace. The way I live the Love the Ville lifestyle is by reaching out to unchurched people who have similar experiences to me. There are people within my context. They may be in my job. They may be people that I meet at a Celebrate Recovery. Any person that God brings along my path. And what it does for me is it brings me the joy and the peace that the Bible promises. Love the Ville lifestyle has just given me an opportunity to see people in my everyday world. I think the biggest thing that strikes us is generosity. It's made a new city feel like a community for me. It's given me a lot of friends and just people to go to, a lot of support. Living the Love the Ville life has, has shown me you don't have to do big, grand things to serve sacrificially. It can be the small, everyday instances. A couple examples of that might be Maybe simple things like uh, families and friends reaching out to help sponsor a mission trip. Cook a home-cooked meal for those at Recenter Ministries. Carpool kiddos to and from church. Or maybe going over to Walmart and like Tyler likes to say, clear the shelves, picking up things for people maybe with the tornadoes in Western Kentucky or other areas. Living the Love the Ville lifestyle for me has helped me focus and reprioritize how I spend my time more under God's terms than on my own. In our family, we've always tried to uh, be mindful of what God has given us and blessed us with and definitely be more mindful of how we can potentially offer that to others. The biggest impact I feel is I have an opportunity to love on teenagers. We have a policy that um, our home is open. I work with our three and four year olds in the children's ministry and I get to dance and craft and just be silly with the kids all day. I'm really grateful to get to serve on our worship arts team. That community is super tight-knit. You know, we spend a lot of time together. Um, I'm really grateful for all the connections that team has given me. Northeast has provided me the opportunity to be more intimate with God by working through me and using my hands and by providing me the opportunity to get to know him better. And that has is what changed my life. That's amazing. Uh, before I get into any bit of who I am and what I do here, um, real quick, a little spontaneity, because that's who I am. If you serve anywhere in the church or outside the church for Northeast on its behalf, would you just stand up real quick for me? I know, that's awkward, but don't worry, everybody's going to be standing. Round of applause for these people. Thank you guys so much for what you guys do. It is because of you, your energy, the Love the Ville lifestyle that we make weekends happen and then some. My name is John Lee. I get the privilege of leading alongside 10, 11, 12 amazing folks on arguably the best team here, our family ministries team, and I love, love, love my job. One of the ways that I help measure and gauge the impact that we have on the community around us is uh, numerically through a lot of like numeric metrics, uh, but they don't always tend to tell a story. I want to start there though this morning because I think it's important for us to see some of the impact we've had just in three short months here at Northeast. We have had 1,137 unique individual kids on campus birthed through high school. Holy smokes, that's a lot of kids. We have 452 volunteers that serve on our team alone, and many of them double dip because they're awesome. We've had 12 kids that have gone through our first round of our baptism class geared towards third through fifth grade called Beyond Belief. 
And out of that, and then a couple of high school students, we've had four baptisms in these last three months. Talk about a celebration, right? One of my unique goals as I lead this team is to help them be inspired to lead students and children to know Jesus and to have fun doing that. And if you couldn't tell that we're a story-driven church yet, uh, you'll hear this in just a minute. I'm going to invite two of my friends up. Two friends, come on up here. Um, Metrics in a number is great, but it's hard to measure life change and what's in the heart uh, that happens. And so I invited two of these amazing guys to come and help me this morning to hear from their heart. Uh, Alex, we're going to do the audible again. We're going to Tim Tebow style this thing, get on his level. If you guys don't know who this guy is, this is my little boy, my big, big little boy, Everett. Everett, can you tell everybody um, how old you are and what school you go to? I'm five, and I go to Portland Christian School. And then what grade are you in? Um, Pre-K kindergarten. Pre-K, pre-K kindergarten, okay. Um, real quick, I, do you want to say hi to anybody? I want to say hi to Nana. Nana? Yeah. Nana, and then I think Ashley's here too. I think she's over there. <laughs> and Travis, do you want, do you, there they are. Um, Unprovoked, I, uh, I told him that we would take some time to be on stage. He was a little nervous last night, but I asked him ahead of time to help me answer two big questions. Uh, and the first one ever is this, what do you love about Northeast, buddy? I like to read the Bible and learn about God. That's where everybody goes, ah. <laughs> it's unprovoked, too. It's like, man, I couldn't have asked for a better preacher's kid. This is awesome. Everett, you have been studying really hard this week uh, or this month about a memory verse inside of your preschool over here across the street with Miss Jessica. Can you help tell everybody what your memory verse is? Yes. Um, A friend that loves at all times. Proverbs 17, 17. That's what I'm talking about. Good job. You did it. The cool thing about a lot of our kids' ministry areas, especially fifth grade under, is we send home a parent cue every single week that helps you, the primary discipler, invest in your kids. And if you've missed out on that little brown bag that goes home or just thought it was coloring, take a closer look, engage with your kid. They are eager to learn and know the love of Jesus through you. Um, I got another friend up here. His name, I'll let him reveal uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, grade, school, all that. My name's Alex McQuarrie. I'm a senior at Eastern High School. And this is like the shortest you've been in a long time, right? Actually, no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sunday. Sweet. Sunday? Well, that, well, maybe that was short and just your pride. You, you volunteered as our Easter bunny last week, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Alex, similar question. Can you tell everybody just kind of what what your favorite thing is about youth and uh, just Northeast in general? Well, um, one of my favorite things is the community we have at Northeast Youth. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, since we put the rugs and pillows up here, whenever there's an adult that comes, there's always a student who goes over and prays over them. And one Sunday we had the entire stage filled with students praying over each other, which was amazing. Um, another thing is the opportunities we have at Northeast Youth and how it's became an equipping hub for us. Be able to serve at Northeast Kids in middle school and doing our own blitzes for our community. I love that, Alex. And the rest of the congregation, I know you felt it and you've seen it. There's energy in this student section and a movement and a Holy Spirit that is not junior size, but the same as you and I, and they are unleashing it in the Ville, and I love every second of that. Um, Alex, uh, yeah, please, thank you guys, students. I have had a unique privilege of walking alongside you over the course of the last seven, almost eight years in ministry uh, as I led you in middle school ministry and and watched from afar with Jacob now in high school, Uh, but you're a senior, and over the course of the last year, year and a half, um, you've actually felt it hit on your heart uh, for a calling in ministry. Is that correct? Yes. Can you share with everybody kind of where that came about and uh, where your hope is to go with God in that? Okay. 
So I believe it started in middle school when I went to a Christian conference named Believe. And at Believe, they challenged us to be kingdom workers. And when I got back, I felt a need to serve at our church. And it was difficult for me to find a spot at first to serve at church. And then after a year or two of praying about it, I was able to join the tech team for middle school and high school ministry. And since then, I've been able to serve at middle school camp doing tech and being a small group leader. And hanging around the middle schoolers, I've really got to love how God has been working through them and helping foster their spiritual growth. And I love seeing how they can grow in such a short time and how they're always eager to learn. I love that. Will you guys give it up for Alex? Much like the 9 o'clock service, my knee is about to explode, so I'm going to stand up, and Everett and I would love to uh, just pray over you. Would you guys extend an arm out if you feel comfortable doing that uh, for Alex and his commissioning in the ministry? All right, you want to help me pray first? Dear God, thank you for Alex, and let him stay safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God, um, we thank you so much for Alex. Um, God, we thank you for his call into ministry and the burden that you've placed on his heart, God. I pray that that never dies. Um, God, that the passion that he has for you only grows. Uh, it's easy opportunity to be a blessing um, in vocational ministry. God, I pray that uh, the lives that he touches um, are ones that uh, truly build up your kingdom. Uh, God, that uh, he knows that the impact uh, may never be seen uh, while he's here on earth, God, but he'll be reunited with you and see the lives that he's touching even now in this calling. Uh, God, we love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. You guys give it up for him again. You proud, Mom and Dad? You proud? Yeah, I see you tearing up there. I know you're proud of Alex. We are too. Um, well, uh, hey, if you would uh, go ahead and take out your communion. We're going to take communion here right now together, celebratory uh, as a church. Um, before we do, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus is why. That's right. Jesus is why. He certainly is. We've heard so many amazing stories today of how we're touching people far from God, how we're loving those close to God, how we're loving the Ville, homework, place, city, church, right? And, uh, and I love that. And I believe that Jesus works best through a willing, obedient, available church. I do. But Jesus is why. But he chose us. He chose to do it through us, right? Like when he rose from the dead, he had the power. Um, but as he ascended, he looked at his apostles and he said, look, you are my plan A and there is no plan B. Now sometimes I wonder why in the world he chose us. Uh, if you're like me, uh, you can make a whole mess of the kingdom of God and uh, and God's will sometimes. Like, we are not perfect by any means. Uh, but I think it's because he wants us to experience the joy of being the tip of the spear for him, leading and having the purpose of expanding the kingdom in this world and spreading his love everywhere. So I am so thankful to God for that. Thank you for your generosity, for your servanthood, for your prayers, for the way that you engage in this community. But let us not forget our motivation who gets all the glory, who is behind it all, and that is Jesus. Jesus is our why here. So if you would, let's open up the bread. And uh, just in a, a spirit of celebration and thanksgiving, let's eat the bread that reminds us of his body. Let's drink the juice that reminds us of his blood. Just remember today that the cross, though it was pain for Jesus, it's glory for us. It's where our salvation, where our power comes from. Praise God. So let's just take a moment in uh, contemplation. And you know what I want? I just want you to thank God today. Thank God for the church that led you to Jesus. Or thank God for this church and the way that it's ministered to you. Because we are the body of Jesus. And again, Jesus is why. Let's just take a moment of gratitude and thanksgiving together.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're the realest. Amen. Uh, our mission here at Northeast Christian Church is uh, we want to be a place of people who unleash Jesus' love every day, everybody, everywhere, in the home, in the workplace, in the city, in the church, in the school, wherever you find yourself, every day, everybody, everywhere, right? That's where we want you to take Jesus' love. Uh, and it's a good mission. In fact, I have found that it is a, it's a pretty appealing mission in the day and age that we live in. See, if you look at folks outside the church, uh, everybody's trying to find a mission for life, right? And I found that people kind of wrap their, their lives around two different types of mission, either a, a more social mission or a more personal mission. The, the social mission just sounds something like this. People will say, you know, I want to make a difference in the world. You ever heard somebody say that? That's what I want to give my life to. I want to make a difference in this world. I want to leave the world a little bit better than the way I found it. I want to change things. That's my mission in life. Hey, if that's you today, I want you to know that's a good mission. That's a God impulse inside of you. Now, the, the more personal one uh, usually goes something like this. You know, uh, you know I, I personally want to find fulfillment in this life. I want to find contentment. I want to live the good life. I want to be happy. People will literally wrap their, their lives around that. And, and you know what? I believe that's a good mission too. God wants us to experience joy. If you feel that in your heart, that's a God impulse. Now, I want you to know that the good news of Christianity is that these core impulses that we feel just naturally drawn to, well, we believe as Christians that you can have both. You can. You can make a difference eternally. You can experience joy and contentment. This side of heaven but it's only through one way, one person, and that's Jesus. You have to make Jesus' way your way, his truth your truth, his life your life, because no one comes to the Father except through him. We believe you can change the world eternally, but it's not primarily through like workplace dominance or through social activism or through political power or through technological or medical advancement, through art, through innovation. It's not through any of that. It's through allowing Jesus' love to pervade your life and then you taking that into those arenas so that the people of this world can be shaped by his love and our communities can be shaped by his love. And we believe you can experience a life of abundance, of joy, of real true contentment. But it's not by taking better vacations. It's not by going up two pay scales at work and adding another zero to your paycheck. It's not through getting more Instagram followers or, you know, diffusing essential oils in your kitchen. Okay? Or CBD Cheetos. That's the newest one I've saw now. Okay? Right? It's like none of that, none of that is going to give you the longing that your heart has. I'll go ahead and tell you, there's only one place to find it, and that is through Jesus, allowing his love into your heart and his love out of your life. You know, Jesus expressed his love missionally, missionally. There were two targets that he had when he was on this earth, the spiritually lost and the socially marginalized. That's why he tells parables like the lost coin, lost sheep, lost son, but it's also why he tells parables like the least of these. What you did unto them, you did unto me. It's because he had his eyes on them. Jesus was about both preaching and compassion, social action and spiritual conversion. And you know what I found is that a lot of churches tend to lean one way or the other, right? But Jesus has this way of diagonalizing our polarizations and summoning us to a third way, a better way, a higher way. So let me be clear. Jesus is about what I would call spiritual justice, which is giving grace and forgiveness to sinners who don't deserve it. He's also about social justice which is giving love and dignity to the least among us who do deserve it as image bearers created in God's image, died for by Jesus. So at Northeast, when we say we unleash Jesus' love, that's what we mean. We do it through evangelism. One of the most loving things you can do for anyone is to tell them about our Savior and our Lord Jesus. And we do it through social action by taking Jesus' love to the people who don't get to experience it day in and day out like some of us do. And we do it, everybody together now, every day, everybody, everywhere. That's right. So look, I don't know if you were uh, here a few weeks ago. I know people don't make it every single week to church. You should. But uh, I know you don't. So if you weren't, we did a three-week series uh, uh, on uh, what it looks like to be a stakeholder here. 
you guys were here for this one. Uh, stakeholders just our word for members. Uh, we do membership a bit different, but um, if you weren't here, but this is your place, like I can think of a few better advertisements for what this place is about, by the way, than just the stories you heard today. That's us in story form, right? So if you weren't uh, here for that series though, you didn't get a chance, um, I would love for you to hop on this QR code right here uh, and uh, go to our stakeholder covenant and sign it and say, this is my church home. I wanna be a part here, I wanna engage here. I want to experience the abundant life of Jesus. I love what this place is about. Come join the mission. All right, I'm going to invite our, our worship team uh, up on the stage now. Come on up, worship team. They're going to lead us in two more songs as we close out, and these are songs of celebration. Why don't you go ahead and stand with me? Go ahead and stand with me. These are songs of celebration, and I want us to celebrate what God is doing in our church. All right, in fact, um, the rugs are open as normal. All right, so if you want to come up and, and pray or come up and, and be prayed for, just come and, and kneel at the rugs, uh, pray. But if you've been a stakeholder here, you value this place, you want to see this place continue to perpetuate the love and the spirit of God that we have felt here over the last several weeks, then I'm encouraging you. Why don't you come forward and say a prayer for our church? Say a prayer for next uh, week on Easter and the next quarter to follow. The first quarter has been a good quarter. God's doing something here, right? Let's pray that he continues that. Here's what else I want to ask. I just felt like God was telling me to do this in, in the first service. I want to ask uh, Prasad, um, I see you over there, and uh, Todd, where, where did Todd go? There's Todd. Todd over there. Uh, maybe Prasad, you can just camp out right here if you want to during that first song. Would you just kneel right here? And Todd, uh, during the first song, would you just kneel right here as well? And I would love for some of the people in our church to just come during that first song. Maybe place your hand on Todd or Prasad's shoulders and pray for their ministries. They are walking into spiritual darkness and trying to take the light of Jesus to people who desperately need Him. People who don't have it, alright? So come forward and pray for our brothers here. Pray for their ministries. Pray for their leaders. And uh, let's continue to unleash Jesus' love. Can we celebrate together? Can we pray together? Alright, let's do it.